going on, guys? My name is David Gibson. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcasting resource dedicated to telling stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. So, um, funny story, and uh, Calvin and I will talk about this. Uh, I started this show in October of 2016. Uh, Some of you may know that I would email people, and frequently they would not email me back, which is completely fine, but uh, you're in trouble now. Uh, now that I start messaging people on uh, Twitter or something like that, if, if you don't reply to me in, within a couple days, uh, I just check in, make sure you're still interested, make sure you're okay. Uh, not really going to let you go, but I didn't always do that. Um, in November of 2016, I was looking for a guest for episode number five. Uh, I emailed Calvin Larson. Um, I, back then, after I had a guest, I would ask them, who do you think would be good? Who's personable? Uh, the things like that, and somebody mentioned Calvin's name, I can't remember who it was, because it's almost two years ago, but, um, I emailed him, he said he was interested, told me what time to find him, uh, what time would be best to talk to him, uh, and then all of a sudden didn't hear from him, and, uh, that was, like I said, November of 2016, October of 2016 range, and, uh, he emailed me a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, saying, uh, he's saying that he, he, he forgot to email me back. <laughs> um, so now here he is, uh, 82 episodes later for episode number 87. Uh, we did have a fun time. We talked about motion graphics. We talked about sports in the UP. That's the upper peninsula for those of you who have not been there, um, or know what I'm talking about in that part of the country. We talk about hockey for Michigan tech. We talk about moving from Michigan tech to Northern Michigan, back to Michigan tech, what it means to work for your alumni. Uh, things like that, and I do. I I've been to the UP a couple times in my life. Actually, that's a lie. Just one time, but it felt like a couple times because I can think of a couple of memories instances from there. Uh, one being we went to the very northern tip and were at a lighthouse. Uh, that was cold. It was the middle of July, and it was probably 40, 30, 40 degrees with the wind coming off of the lake. I think that's Lake Superior. And then we went to a bear sanctuary in the Upper Peninsula. Um, and you could take a picture with the bear, all right? And this was always, uh, this, okay, I, 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 I tell this story for two reasons. The first reason being, um, uh, like the icebreaker stuff before class, they say, to sell two truths and a lie. And I also used to use this as a pickup line, um, and, I, and I used to do it with Morgan. And I still tell her this, and she still gives me crap about this, but um, we went to the bear sanctuary, like I said, and you could get a picture taken with a bear. And I was like, okay. So the door opened up. It was our turn to take a picture. And I heard the door close behind me. And my family was standing on the outside. I was the only one that went in the gate. (laughs) I was the only one in the cage with this bear. All right, it gets up on the log, and then I have to stick out. Because the bears, they're like cats or dogs or whatever. They're not going to stare at a camera if, if you whistle or click your fingers or whatever you tell them to. And, uh... So I had to hold a lollipop, basically. One of those sucker things you get after uh, a doctor's visit or after you visit Frisch's or something like that. Um, and instead of biting the lollipop, the bear decides to bite my arm. But the thing is, like, I, I tell people, uh, I got bit by a bear once. And that's that was part of my two truths and a lot. And um, everybody's like, oh, that's a lie. I was like, no. But the thing is, uh, the bear was probably a year old. Maybe not even that. Maybe eight months old or something like that. It was it was the equivalent of a puppy biting you, but you don't got to tell anybody that part. So that's why 
that's why I always tell the story. I always have fun with it. But um, just thought I'd share a few few things about my journey to the Upper Peninsula, um, just because I think that they're funny stories. I always I really enjoyed that trip. We went to Mackinac and places like that. But uh, back to some show stuff. We gotta do some housekeeping here. You're gonna want to be part of our newsletter here in the next couple of months, next couple of weeks. Uh, do you have an event coming up? Can't say much about it right now because we're still. Um, I'm still bouncing ideas off. We're kind of getting a clearer picture of what we want to get done. Um, so you'll want to do that because those newsletter people, one, they're the ones that know about everything first. They get the links first. They get a nice little InDesign document that I created and exported. But uh, once you do that, you'll be able to take part in this event uh, on the initial phase. Uh, there's really going to be two phases, and the first part is only going to be for newsletter subscribers. And you can do that by going to sidcast.fireside, F-I-R-E-S-I-D-E dot F-M slash newsletter. And once you do that, um, you will find a Google form or a link to the Google form. I can't, I can't remember exactly what it is. But once you do that, fill out the Google form, and it just there's like three questions. It's your name, uh, what school you work for, and then what's your email address. And then you'll be able to partake, partake in our event and then anything else that we have coming up uh, at any point. So, um, yeah, you can do that there. Rating reviewing is very important. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify. I don't know what was happening with iTunes last week, by the way. And I'm sorry, Mark Atkins, for um, not realizing that until I think it was like 11 o'clock at night that the episode didn't upload on iTunes. So I'm going to start going through. Here are the next couple episodes and making sure I'm going to hand click the um, refresh feed uh, thing and I'm going to make sure that it goes through personally. Uh, I've been spoiled here about a year to where it just uploads automatically. So, um, yeah, I really got to make sure of that. But rating and reviewing anyway, very important. Helps uh, the show to be visible and things like that. You can also email me anytime, sportsinfocast at gmail.com. Um, and I think that's about it. Next week, we will have uh, Taylor Pill from, I, d I don't know how to pronounce it, they're called the Sabercats. I saw his work on college sports graphic design, and I thought I have to have him on because it looks really good, and I have yet to come up with a graphic for my cross-country team. And I've been waiting for this moment to be in charge of cross-country for four years, and now that I'm here, I don't know what I'm making. So hopefully by the time that this episode airs, I am actually um, recording this super early. I wanted to do that because we're going home to Madison next weekend and I wanted to get this out of the way because I've been doing stuff a lot last minute and I'm trying to fit this in because we're going to a German food and beer fest here in just a few minutes uh, so yeah I kind of went on a tangent there I've started to do that a lot lately I noticed stuff uh, anyway guys I don't want to take up too much more of your time we'll start off number episode 87 today of SID cast with Calvin Larson and Michigan Tech Hockey and uh, it's all about his very first taste of sports information right here on SID Cast. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Um, I kind of come from a unique, a unique background. Background. I was a student athlete. Um, I played basketball at Finlandia University. It's a Division three, you know, right here in town. And I was kind of, I don't know, I was in the wrong degree program, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, we were not very good. I wasn't enjoying my time. So I, I came to Michigan Tech, and I was able to walk onto the basketball team here. And, you know, there's, I think we had 15 or 16 guys on our roster, and I was like 
definitely the worst player on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I wasn't ever going to see playing time. Um, you know, I was kind of like that token local guy that, you know, gets decent grades and, you know, <laughs> is a good sportsman and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I did that for a year and then kind of realized that it wasn't everything that I hoped it would be. And then, uh, I don't know, just kind of went and checked out the sports information office and I worked worked in our office here for a year as a student um, when I was a senior. And, you know, it kind of fit my major. I was majoring in communications here at Michigan Tech. It's actually a technical communications degree that's geared towards, like, engineering firms and engineering companies. But, you know, the, the skill set was, was pretty similar to what our sports information guys were doing here. So, you know, it worked out for me where, um, you know, my my degree and then my, my background in sports – really you know gave me gave me an opportunity to to seek out this this career and you mm-hmm. know it's kind of panned out for me awesome uh but before you were you a golf coach before you were ever an SID well so I know I'm actually currently a golf coach I'm a oh. high school golf coach so that's you know that's just one of the things that I do so here at Michigan Tech we don't really have we have spring sports we have men's tennis and outdoor track and field we don't have a track and field facility and, you know, our tennis team hosts a few few matches a year. So we don't really have spring, you know, big-time spring sports here. So for me, spring is, is really easy. Once hockey season's over, it's just, uh, you know, whatever, getting ready for the next year. So I was a high school golfer here locally. So, um, you know, my high school golf coach actually passed away. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? Shut down the program or would you like to coach? So, you know, I, I coach, but really – high school golf in the up is it's like nowhere else like Uh this year we had three weeks our season was only three weeks long just because of the snow and then the kids get out of school right at the end of may beginning of june so it was it was a really weird season but it's fun you know it's 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 uh it's something that gets me gets me away from my job here at michigan tech and you know lets me give back to my community a little bit and it's it's fun hanging out with you know high school kids that you know, are having the time of their lives. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, uh, let's talk a little bit more about your sports information here. So, uh, were you, what kind of, what was your job search process like coming out of college? I know you went to Northern Michigan, but were you looking outside the UP? Were you looking close to home? Can you spare no detail? Yeah, I, I was actually looking everywhere. I don't <laughs> even want to know, like I should go back and look, see if I could somehow track it. But to know how many jobs I applied for, I applied everywhere in the country. <laughs> and obviously, my resume must have been brutal or something, but I was getting nothing. Like, I had a couple of phone interviews, but it was it was bad. I couldn't find anything. And so um, I was working for a local, like, little website company here in town. And West from Michigan Tech's SID at the time, called and said, hey, Northern, Northern Michigan's looking to hire somebody, um, you know, could you give their AD a call? So I remember that I actually called their AD that day and he goes, when can you be down here? And I'm like, well, like to work. And he's like, yeah, he's like, we need you right away. And I was like, uh, I can drive down tomorrow. So like, I, I remember I drove down and they're like, all right, let's get you in. You know, well, I started out part time. I did like 25 hours a week or uh-huh. something. Um, it was, it was interesting. Uh, Dave Fiala was the SID at Northern at the time. He'd been there for many years. He had come from Finley, and he was a one-man shop. And he was he was overworked for sure, but he didn't want to admit it. So he was a little bit 
hurt that they were hiring me to help him out, but he didn't really want the help. It was re- it was a really weird weird deal. Mm-hmm. So actually, um, we were going to the NCAA tournament in soccer, and I remember we had just got on the bus, and our athletic director called and said, "Hey, Dave had a heart attack, and he's on his way to the hospital." And it's like, just letting you know, we don't know what's going on. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> So I go to this tournament and I come back and they're like, yeah, I don't think Dave is ever going to be able to come back to work. Like he just, it's just not going to, it's just not, it's just not a good situation. And I was like, what? And so then like a week later he passed away and all of a sudden he was just gone. And I was like, it was insane. And so, you know, they're like, well, do you want to be named interim SID? And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like, what am I going to say? No. But it was like the craziest thing. Like he was just a you know a, a quiet guy that just did his work. He was a good dude, and then he was just gone. And he wasn't able like he wasn't around. We weren't together long enough for him to show me like what he knew about sports info and like. So I was basically just learning, and I would pretty much call Michigan Tech, call Ian Marks and West Brom every day, and be like, "How do you guys do this? How do you guys do that?" And you know, I built relationships with all the all the people in the GLIAC. You know, Linda Bovey was that. Lake State, Rob Bentley's great guy down at Ferris State, Tim Nod at Grand Valley. You know, it was really just building relationships with all these other SIDs in our league and being like, how do I do this simple thing? You know, it was really crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's how I learned a job. But, you know, I was just I was just thrown into it. And, you know, I had the, I guess, the work ethic to to learn all these areas and to try to, try to be better at them. But, um yeah, that's how I got into it. It's a weird story, and you know, it's it's a sad story, but it's right. it's, a, it's a true story, I guess. Right. What were some other things that you kind of had to get acclimated to? Like you said, you started on part time, then all of a sudden you were thrusted into this interim head position. Uh, what were some things that you had to learn? Maybe what were some discussions on those phone calls that you had to make? Um. Well, so our associate AD at Northern. Bridget had worked in Sports Info, you know, when she was a student and for many years. So she, so she actually stepped in and cover, covered hockey for most of that year, uh-huh. you know, help her out in other areas. But I covered all the other sports. And, you know, when I was a student here at Michigan Tech, pretty much I just did, like, worked on the stack crew. You know what I mean? I uh-huh. didn't write very many articles or this or that. So I would never go back and read my articles from my northern days because they were so bad. It's like embarrassing how bad they are. And so I knew the areas that I really needed to get better at, you know. So you would find the people that, you know, were quality writers within the within the business and you just kinda go and, and read their stuff and try to, you know, see how they're doing. I don't know. Al King right now is the athletic director at Ashland University and he was the SID there for many years. And Al wrote the best he it wrote the best articles for every sport it was just awesome like just loved going to read Al's you know <laughs> see what he wrote about their recent their recent games so you know that was one of the areas that I just knew I needed to improve on because when you're at a place like Northern and you're a one-man shop what you're doing is you're doing stats and you're doing writing and so you gotta get you gotta get good at the at the things you don't really know you know I I didn't know all the rules of every sport so I remember covering my first football game down there and it was, it was, it was brutal. Like we, our crew didn't do a very good job of, of statting out the game, but the next day just sat in the office and just figured it all out and, you know, got better. Whereas as now is I haven't covered football in so many years 
but I know I could just hop in and, and, and do it right. So, right. you know, it was just finding the little, the little quirks of this rule and that rule and how to do stack rule on this and that, um, how to become a better writer and, you know, all that stuff. You know, we had an old website at Northern that was, a, you know, a .edu. So, you know, one of my biggest things there was, was to get it to a Presto website. And it, that, was a, that was a big challenge, but that was a huge step for us. Cool. Awesome. Uh, but you took a step away from the sports field. You started working as a marketing specialist for a health systems. Uh, what, why did you take that job? What did that job entail? Uh, did you miss sport at all? Yeah, so we were, um, we were having our first child, and we had just come off a crazy hockey season, went to the NCAA tournament for the first time in like 34 years. And one of my old high school basketball teammates and actually college teammates was a marketing director for a local, you know, hospital system up here. And he had, he had tracked me down and was like, Hey, um, are you, would you be interested in this job? I'm like, I don't know, maybe. And so I had a conversation with him. I don't know when it was, I think it was in February or something. And he was like, well, here's what we could do. And he kind of made me an offer and we had like, it was a really, in, it was like a, it was like an interview, but it was kind of informal, but he made me an offer. And I was kind of like, well, yeah, that's not really going to do it for me. Um, so then in the middle of a, we had a, we had a playoff game here at home and the game went in a triple overtime, I think. It was the longest game in, in our hockey history, I think. And he actually texted me in the middle of this game. It's like a, it was a, it was a Friday night. He texted me at like 1030 or something and said, hey, I can like offer you this much more money and I was like man like right at this time like <laughs> he obviously must have known what was going on and he's really good at his job in that uh-huh. but, um, so I thought about it and you know my wife and I made a decision that you know I'd, I'd step away and, and go try it and um, it was interesting I you know I, I enjoyed certain parts of it and I really learned a lot more about marketing and and kind of why 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 it's marketed here and this and that but you know, healthcare is an interesting field. Uh, there's not a whole lot. It seems like there's a lot of people that aren't very happy in that field. And I definitely miss sports. I miss hanging out with, you know, young college kids who are driven to, to play in the NHL someday um, that are just excited. And the, one of the biggest things I missed was that people didn't really value my work when I was working there. Like, I'm not saying they didn't value it, but they didn't see it. You know, like when I write a press release here for a, a big hockey win – um, people see that stuff and they love it. And so that was like, for me personally, that was another challenge. It was like, I really, I really enjoyed feeling that people enjoy my work. Right. And that was, that was one thing that was, that, that wasn't happening over there at the hospital. Um, so then we actually had quite a bit of, of shifting here at Michigan tech and my old job opened back up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thankfully, um, you know, they asked if I'd be interested in coming back and I just went through the process and they, they hired me, which is, which is pretty awesome. It's, I got super lucky for sure. Uh, what does it mean for you to come back and work for your alma mater? That's a big deal. You know, I grew up, I grew up what, eight miles down the road and you know, we had, uh, there was five boys and one girl in our family. And if we were good kids that day, we got to go you know, with my parents at the hockey game and, and sit up on the top row and watch hockey. And that was amazing. You know, Michigan Tech wasn't that great back then, but um, for me it was a great experience to come to hockey games and, 
you know, my idols were Michigan Tech hockey and Michigan Tech basketball players. You know, I, as a local basketball player, we came to every single game we could. So, you know, it's pretty cool to, to be here now covering covering these players and coming to the arena every single day. And, yeah, that, it's, pretty, it's pretty awesome. Cool, yeah. Uh, but what did you take away from your marketing specialist days? Uh, what did you learn there, and maybe how does it translate to what you do now? How did it make you a better SID in some sense? Well, the unique parts about my job are, so I actually cover only hockey. Yeah. We have team sports here, and I cover only hockey. But with that, I also run our video board here at home games. And then I try to take the lead on, on most of the, the graphic design projects within our department. So my boss, when I was at the hospital, he was a, a fine arts major in graphic design. And he was, you know, he knew he taught me a lot about, about graphic design and the simplicity of it because, you know, I've done it since whatever. I was an undergrad, and I just noticed that my stuff is just so, like, I don't know, it's just super jumbled and just not, not a rhyme or reason for a lot of elements within my design. So Victor was really great at that and, and showing me how, you know, the importance of all that stuff. Um, the other area is, you know, our office, our external relations group, you know, we don't have a marketing department. We have one guy that works in our office and he does a lot of our sponsorships and, and all that stuff. So it was, you know, we, we as a group always talk about why, you know, how we can market things this, this way and that way. And it was just interesting to see how he would do it or how the healthcare system would do it and how it would be so planned in advance and, you know, try to cover all our bases. So there, there was just, those were areas that, I never really thought about just being an SID, but you get a, a bigger picture of like everything that can help the whole department. Yeah. Uh, explain Division Two hockey right now because I know that several Division Two teams compete at the Division One level. So when you mentioned you're in Northern Michigan, um, somebody new into this business or knows nothing about collegiate hockey may not know that Michigan Tech, Northern Michigan, those guys have a great shot of being at the NHL. Yeah, so it it's actually all Division One. So we're a Division One hockey team. Um, if you look at like Minnesota Duluth, actually just won the national championship this year. They're they're the same, you know, the same same as us. They have Division Two sports with a Division One hockey team. So hockey is a little bit unique in that sense. You know, there's 60 teams, um, and actually, if you get out east, you know, Union is a Division Three athletic program with mm-hmm. a Division One hockey team. So. Yeah, I mean, we have the same, you know, our our Division One is the same as, as any other Division One. It's the same as, as Notre Dame and Ohio State, Michigan, you know, Boston College, all these other big-time schools. Um, we're just up here at home in Michigan. It's a little bit different. You know, we get our student-athletes um, might be a little bit different than, you know, you're seeing at some of those big-time schools, but... Um, yeah, we have a uh, we have a guy right. He's he's been working out all summer. He's a local guy, Tanner Carroll. He you know he played he started the season last year with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, he got traded to the Vancouver Canucks this year, so we're hoping that he's going to make the roster. Um, we have we had three three of our guys from last year's team sign NHL deals. You know, Mitch Ranke was a sophomore last year. After after our season ended in NCAA tournament. He signed with the St. Louis Blues, and he actually played a game for them in March. So, um, yeah, our guys, we have the same shot as anybody else to, to get to the to the NHL, and 
you know, some of our guys leave early, which, you know, is the reality of division one sports. So, you know, hockey's, hockey's our baby up here. Um, we actually, we, we claim to be the birthplace of professional hockey <laughs> because, um, in the mining days, there was a lot of these rich, these rich guys up here that wanted to pay, wanted to pay players the, to play their rec league hockey. So <laughs> we're the birthplace of professional hockey. It's pretty interesting. There you go. Cool. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the sport culture in the UP. Uh, a little bit disconnected from the rest of the state. You know, you got a bunch of likes in the way. But uh, and you mentioned earlier about coaching golf. You only had three weeks to the season because you only had three nice weeks. What's with your experience um, living there all your life? So, what has it been like for the people of the UP to experience sport? There's no real professional sport team anywhere close. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. I mean, if here here in our area, you know, it's Michigan Tech hockey. We're you know we are the professional sport, you could say. Um, you know, a lot of the community attendance at our games is huge, but you know, there's high school sports is, is very important up here also. Um, obviously, hockey's hockey's the big one. Um, recently, we've had a lot of states. I mean, I guess not recently. We always have great state success in hockey. So usually, the person that the, one of the teams that wins the regional from here has a good chance of winning the state championship in hockey, you know, down in, um, down in Plymouth, Michigan. So, you know, we, we get that. Um, we also, you know, recent, recently we've had some women's basketball or girls basketball success, high school, you know, at the high school level around here, but yeah, sports is, is different. You know, we went to, we went to Cosida, you know, in, in June and we were excited to go to a baseball game, whether we had to drive, two hours through traffic you know we're gonna do it because we don't get a chance to do that up here uh-huh. our closest i guess our, clo- our closest professional team would be like the milwaukee brewers and the minnesota twins um most people up here are, are green bay packers fans which kind of irritates me i'm not but um green bay is definitely you know the closest professional team out of all the sports around here so it's interesting Let's um, I want to I want to throw you under the bus here. All right, in October of 2016, Calvin, I sent you an email. So what took you so long to email us back? I'm pretty sure I did respond to the first one, and then you sent again, and then I didn't respond. Maybe I'm wrong in that. I think that's a good question. I (laughs) I was excited to do it, and then it must. I think what did you say? November. Yeah, November's a tough time for me, so. I'm sorry I blew you off, David. Hey, no problem. I'm happy, I'm happy you're giving me a second chance. Yeah, cool. So, and I was at Cosida, like you, like you mentioned, you were there in D.C., and I went to uh, one of your panels, and, and it actually happened to be with Sammy Silverman, who was just on the Makers of Sport podcast, and now you got two podcast guests on one panel, I guess. So, uh, you guys talked about the graphic stuff, and, and, I'll, and I'll be the first to admit this. Um, I've, for as long as I've been using Photoshop, never knew about the timeline feature. Uh, so how do you kind of go about doing your graphics? I know that that's kind of a big question, but really from what you presented on for motion graphics, and that's a big thing that we've all been talking about. How do you go, you go about doing that? Yeah. So one interesting part is I'm sure everyone out here knows that when you go to Cosida and they ask you to fill out the form after, if you actually put your opinions in, they will ask you to present. <laughs> so I had put in I, last after after um, Orlando. I just said, you know, I 
I thought maybe there might be something on motion graphics and GIFs. <laughs> and then, boom, I get an email. Hey, do you want to present on motion graphics and GIFs? And I'm like, oh, man. Like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so really the only – I learned how to do this stuff through, you know, Google and YouTube. You know, there's a lot of people like – Hanging out with with Sammy from from Ohio State, that dude that dude knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's amazing. But he also was saying he's like, yeah, I mean, I just learned this stuff on on YouTube and and googling how to do this and that. So, um, you know, for me, I just knew that we needed I needed to step up our 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 motion graphic games here with motion graphics game with within hockey and um, you know running the video board here is is a big part of that and thinking of ways that I can, I can make stuff stand out more. So really, I mean, really, I, yeah, that's how I learned is on, uh, on Photoshop. I actually had one of my, my, I have one of my colleagues that just texted me this morning. He's like, Hey, can you send me your motion graphics panel from, from Cosida? I really need to learn after effects. And I'm like, wow, I don't <laughs> know after effects. And I think that's, that's the every, like every SID in the feels that way. Like, yeah, I really need to learn After Effects. We actually don't. We actually don't need to learn it. Uh-huh. We just learn how to do things with the tools that we actually have. And you're capable of doing that within Photoshop and within Premiere Pro. And I know not, I know not everyone uses Premiere Pro, but I use it every single day. And so, you know, that's another powerful tool. Um, yeah, I mean, the timeline feature in, in Photoshop is... It's pretty cool. I actually had, since I've been to Quasida, you know, a lot of these SIDs have reached out to me. And one guy was like, hey, can you help me with this one? I made this video in, in Photoshop and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you can make a video in Photoshop? <laughs> <laughs> he was doing this soccer release and he was trying to make a motion graphic out of this video he made in Photoshop. And that was over. I was like, oh, I don't know. I guess I, I don't use that. I was trying to help him out and showing him the way that I do it. And then he was showing me a whole different way. So I need to go and, and research that to see how he did it. But, um, yeah, motion graphics, they're just this thing that's, that's just growing, growing, growing. You know, everyone, everyone wants to do them and a lot of people are doing them great, but don't overthink it. It's not, it's not the hardest thing in the world. It's just, um, using the skills that you have and, you know, the programs like Photoshop and Premiere Pro and Hey, if you know After Effects, that's great. That's amazing. It's a, it's such a powerful tool, but that's, it's so powerful that, you know, it's, it's daunting for people to learn. But, um, you know, Sammy had kind of said that even with, even with a program like after effects, it's not, it's not as daunting as we all feel it is. You just got to learn the basics and then go from there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, motion graphics isn't going to go away. It's only going to get bigger. So you might as well jump on board and, and figure out a way that, that you, you can do it, uh, with the skills that you have. And how, what is your guys' strategy as far as maybe marketing that you guys have games going on to your community? Uh, do you do anything differently? How has that evolved over the years? Hey, social media. I mean, we think of how easy it is to make a, like for season ticket, how easy it is to make a, you know, a 30 second ad that, yeah, we can pay a lot of money and run it on the local TV station, mm-hmm. or we can plop it on social media and we can, you know, boost that post for not even a hundred bucks and you can get it in front of thousands of people in target in target age ranges. And I mean, for us, yeah, target area, but really (laughs) if we just go like a 50 mile radius, it gets us into Lake Superior and it gets us down to almost to Marquette. So, 
um, social media has been huge in that area for sure. Yeah, you can get really specific with the Facebook targeting stuff. I, I, and when we were when I was working at the news station, we we boosted everything that we had, and we got super specific. It was almost kind of kind of scary how specific you could get. With you could pretty much get within townships if you wanted to, if you were a big enough city, which is uh, definitely something that should be I think a little bit more utilized as far as especially people like us because we are such a local. You know, like I just kind of talked to you about, we just switched to Adidas, but we're having a local uh, apparel company print it all for us. So, um, yeah, maybe that's something that somebody could do further down the line. But uh, let's talk a little bit about covering hockey. Not everybody gets to do it. And I'm sure for some people that's kind of a relief, and for some people that's they want to do it. So what are the first couple of things that people need to know about covering a new niche sport like that that's starting to come around in smaller divisions like the NAI? Um, I think it's that that hockey players and hockey people, like, they just love hockey. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> they like it more than any other sport, and, and hockey is their baby. Um I don't know if that makes sense, but like hockey people get super defensive about hockey and, you know, will always fight for it. I mean, I'm sure it's like that with every other sport, but to me, it seems like hockey is, is the sport that does that the most. (laughs) Um, you know, for us, for us, it's really not that hard of a sell here in our community just Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's what our community has been built on. Right. You know, we have we have three national championships from the seventy or from sixty two, sixty five, and seventy five. So that's really old. But then we had like a period there where you know we weren't very good, and we're on the rise again. You know, we've been in the tournament three of the last four years, and you know we've been in ending ending the season in the top twenty in the rankings for the first time since the seventies. So so for us, it's it's really not that hard of a sell locally. Um, trying to think for people that maybe are, are just getting the sport. Um, it's awesome. It's, you know, it's, it's not like super stat heavy, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to learn stat crew. Um, it's, it's pretty easy to write recaps because, you know, maybe there's there, you know, there could be 10 goals, but there's only a few goals a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, and for us, it's a, it's our premier sport. So, you know, it's fun to, to cover the sport that people are super passionate about here in this area. Let's move on to some fun questions I usually like to ask at the end, Calvin. Are you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. So first one I have for you is, uh, what's your favorite memory in your professional tenure? Favorite memory. We hosted the WCHA championship here in our building, uh, last March in 2017. Um, it was you know, it was it was the most hyped building or most hyped game in this building. It was sold sold out like immediately. Um, we had a student line. We had a lot of students that actually camped out in our facility overnight because the first 750 students got in for free. So then they had this line that just wound around our whole building, and it was amazing. Like the the, the build up to it, and then like the execution of it from like a social media and hype and all this standpoint was great and then we won um in double overtime and it was just unbelievable i i just like if i watch the goal on if i watch a replay of the goal like i get emotional and it was just like amazing <laughs> so that and then actually this year we won wcha championship again um in our arc rivals building we shot them out and that was that was absolutely amazing also 
What about on the other side of the coin? What's your biggest horror story? Um, kind of got two of them. One, we started a basketball game when I was at Northern. Um, we had just got a new computer and we used the Windows virtual machine and the clock wouldn't tick. And so you kept hitting the space bar and nothing would happen. And so like everything happened within like the first two minutes of the game, <laughs> like all the stats did. So then we had to go through and, um, and edit it all out. It was, and it took hours. Um, I guess the other one would be, um, well, I guess besides for the fact that, you know, you know, Dave Fiala passing away and, and that whole thing, that was, that was a horrible, horrible deal. Um, and then we, we have a new logo here at Michigan Tech that is just a never ending headache. Like it seems like not blaming schools, but people just can't get it right. Like <laughs> it's hard when we have a logo that's been around since the early, you know, 2000s uh-huh. and now, you know, now we have a new one and it's actually been, it's been super frustrating and actually dealing with ESPN in the NCAA tournament last year was just frustrating with it. And it's just, it's one of those headaches that's just never going away and we're heading into year three with it. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I we, we know all too well about trying to get somebody, our own uh, campus TV station can't even get our, uh, uh, logos right. So, yeah. and we're, we're right across the street, but, um, let's see here. Uh, what's one piece of advice you give to a student going into this profession? Uh, try to learn as many skills as you can, you know, learn how to write, learn how to take stats with as many sports as you can, um, learn how to do video, learn how to do social media. You know, we just recently posted a position and we're going to hire, uh, we actually, um, we have a candidate that's going to start with us in, 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 uh, two weeks or whatever, but you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of amazing to read the resumes and that they don't always match the job description. It's like, you can, you can get all the, you can get experienced in all these areas just by being a student in a sports information office. You just need to, you, you need to ask the, the people what, what I can do to, to build my resume. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? <laughs> after effects. <laughs> <laughs> what we talked about earlier. Um, yeah. After effects would be a big one. You know, I pride myself on the videos that we do, but I just, I just know they can be better. Um, and just continuing to be better at, at writing, you know, I'm, I'm not great. Um, I feel like I'm decent, but you know, just, just being better in all areas. Awesome. Um, what makes a good SID? I know that's kind of a loaded question. Yeah, that's a, that is a good one. Um, someone that, that just has a wide variety of skills and someone that, you know, I think one of the biggest ones is is listening to coaches and being open to, you know, their suggestions. If, if you can't build a relationship with a coach, you're not going to go very far. Um, I feel like that's something that one of my stronger uh, traits is that, you know, I, I have a personality that I can get along with, with a lot of people. And, and really, who in our, who in our um, profession can't do that? But, but that's definitely what would make a good SID. Next time someone's in the UP, is it, is it Houghton? How, how do you pronounce where Michigan Tech is? It's Houghton. Houghton. Okay, all right. Next time someone's in Houghton or Marquette or, or any of those places, what's your restaurant or bar recommendation? Uh, Ambassador Downtown Houghton has um, actually have a taco pizza that's one of the ranked one of the best in Michigan. So Ambassador in Houghton. <laughs> awesome. Um, what is a uh, work life balance? What do you do to have fun? Um, I have. I'm married with two kids. Uh, I have a three year old and a one year old. So. 
we're pretty busy at home. Um, <laughs> this week we're painting the house, so <laughs> the outside of the house. Uh, I do a lot of do a lot of kayak fishing. Uh, my wife and I get out fishing quite a bit. I uh, do a lot of golfing, like we mentioned earlier, high school golf coach. So do a lot of that. Uh, we always play, a, I always go on a big fall outing this year. It's the last weekend of September. It's always like the weekend before hockey really gets going. Uh, we have like 20 guys that go and play um, like three days of, of golf. And it's it's unbelievable. It's so fun. But um, yeah, golfing, fishing. I do a lot of mountain biking. We have some of the best trails actually in um, in the Midwest here in our area, like Michigan Tech has great trails just across the street and Copper Harbor all the way up north has some of the best trails in Michigan. So do a lot of, I have a lot of outdoor hobbies, yeah. probably too many. Nah, sounds like it. Well, not too many. There's, you can never have too many, especially fishing. You can never have too many uh, fishing hobbies you can do. But uh, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, maybe they had any questions from you, follow-up stuff, uh, what would be the best way to do it? Uh, you can send me an email, Larson at mtu.edu. Just find me on the MichiganTechHuskies.com website. Um, yeah, you know, since COSIDA, there's been a lot of people that reached out that have reached out about motion graphics and kind of how how they can um, you know get better at it or jump into it. Um, you know, that's how I got started. You know, I know a lot of people in our profession know Mark Mark Majewski, who just went from Boston College to Clemson. You know, the last few years, I, I had just always emailed him, like, super simple questions, like, hey, Mark, how do you do this? And he was great about it. You know, there's so many colleagues, you know, so many sports info sports info people that, you know, we're just willing to help everybody else get better at, at their craft. You know, some some people say it's just a copycat industry, which, you know, it sort of is. But, you know, we got to find ways to do things our own. But, you know, we need to help each other out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, Calvin, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for uh, coming on. Well, uh, let's see, 80, 81 episodes later. <laughs> Thanks for having me again. Well, guys, there you have it. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. Again, make sure to be part of our newsletter coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you'll get some more information on that. Probably those newsletter people are going to know exactly what's going on about a week, maybe-ish, before the rest of you will. Uh, those of you who don't, someone subscribe to the show because I saw my iTunes podcast and a third of you don't subscribe. And I don't understand. Is it, is it because you guys don't know how to or anything like that? I was thinking about making like a little screen capture video on how exactly to find us. Um, if that's something you're interested in. Tweet us or send me a message on Facebook, and you can do that at Sports Infocast on both of those platforms. But we will have Taylor Pill. Uh, the Mer- I'm going to take a shot at this, Taylor, and don't be mad at me. Uh, Maranatha Baptist. I know it's in Wisconsin. Uh, we will probably get a correct pronunciation of that here next week, obviously, because the episode's coming out next week. But that's where you'll be able to find it. So... Um, I got really nothing else. Rating reviewing is very important. I know that my intro went a little bit long, so I'm going to cut this short. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Be sure to look out for episode number 88. Subscribe to our newsletter. We hope to catch you all in the next episode.